we have these crossroads. And you know, either way you choose, your life is going to be different. The universe doesn't exist, but God thinks it does. We have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Stupidity has a definite evolutionary function. I am all for abolishing stupidity, but before it goes, we should pay tribute to it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Nonsense Bazaar. I'm Sequoia Kennedy. And I'm Willow Truman. And we hope you've brought along your Velostat helmets, because even tinfoil won't protect you from the monstrous machine lurk in America's frozen north. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. My Velostat helmet? Yeah. Oh, no. I left it in my car. You don't have a car. I don't. You never even ordered a Velostat helmet in the first place, <laughs> did you? Ah. Uh. Oh, well. Well, you're fucked then. Touched on a bit in the past of the various military applications of radio wave generators because, yeah, of course, there are military applications to radio, you know. But I mean the weirder ones. Mm-hmm. That good shit. Yeah. Mind control shit. That surveillance shit. Oh, wow. That Jesse Ventura shit. Okay. We're talking about harp. See, this is something I don't know a lot about. So oh, really? I'm, I'm excited to learn today. Yeah, I really don't. I okay. Really, I had to look up earlier today what HARP even stands for. It stands guess for. Guess what? I don't remember. High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. Okay. Yeah. That's good to hear because, like, active I, auroral. I think this thing's pretty cool. It's also, like, pretty standard conspiracy theory fare. Yeah. It's like, it's one of the classics. And also, I'm going to say, I wrote this episode before the St. Germain episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and after this, I'm done with conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm putting it down. Like, you fuckers are getting nothing but stock swindles and dog stories from me from dog here on out. I swear to God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fucking. I can't wait. For a goddamn dog story. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do any more. Yeah, and I'm I'm bringing Harriet Tubman. So <laughs> look forward to that. We've literally just fucking gotten fried and bounced yeah. the fuck away. Okay, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, but for now we're talking about harp, a giant array of antennas in Alaska designed, so they say, to learn about the ionosphere by fucking with it, more or less. The ionosphere. The ionosphere. So which layer is that? It's one of the top ones. Okay. It's a big old top boy. So near the frosting. If if we were a layered cake, it's near the, the it's, outer you, frosting. No, but that's like the Antarctica is like the the frosting, you know. Oh. It's uh it's like the it's the outside of the fucking Tootsie Pop. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's the outer shell or one of them. There might be others, but it's it's above the uh, atmosphere. It's above the mesosphere, I think. I don't know. It's above the atmosphere. Do you think there are any? Above the biosphere. Do you think there are any conspiracies about the Tootsie Roll Owl? I'm sure. I'm sure there are. I guarantee you there are. How many licks does it take? Yeah, do Moloch and Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it it writes writes itself. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Yeah. No. Harp. High frequency active rural research program studies the ionosphere, which is the sphere of ions, you know, between the us outer and space. Shell. Yeah, it's yeah. the outer shell. It uh, it's the shit where um, like the the aurora borealis happens, the ionosphere, mm-hmm. right? It like interacts with the fucking solar flares and the magnetic. Where well, there's a magnetosphere, it's, I'm gonna look up what the fuck the ionosphere is for a second because I'm all caught up. 
It is above, god damn it, it is above the mesosphere. I think it is right. Yeah, so it's, the ionosphere is a layer of charged ions that also reflects radio waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Radio uh, waves. Radio waves. Where do they come from? Are they always there? Radio waves? Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's. They're just always there no matter what, who taps into them or. Well, no, no, like. Or what, where are they coming from? What, what is the radio wave? Oh boy. What is the radio? I'm confused. Okay. Radio waves, fucking microwaves, gamma wave, gamma rays, I think. Microwaves, x-rays. Yeah. Um, photons, all the same thing. Right. It's all the same thing. Right. It's electromagnetic radiation. Right. They're all in a bandwidth, but they're yeah. different. Radio waves are a specific slice of that bandwidth. Yeah. And we use those to communicate because we can bounce them off the ionosphere mm-hmm. to specific places and you tune in and you encode information within the frequency of the right. in the band. Yeah. Right. So, so it's, they it's are not like humans created the radio. We just gave it a name. No, we created the radio. Oh, how? Some fucking guy put a bunch of circuits together. So we up. made those waves exist? We ge- we can generate them. Oh. Same way a flashlight generates light. Okay. You know? But like there's background radiation. Yeah. There's shit just bounce around. Like planets emit their own radio waves. Okay. The sun emits radio waves. Like if you tune into, and there is just like our own signals just bounce around. Yeah. Yeah. But like it's it's a naturally occurring phenomenon. Mm-hmm. But we can also generate it and use it to encode information. Yeah. Specifically audio information a lot of times, but any type of information. Does that make sense? They're channels. They're literally channels. Well, they're... Kind of. There's bands of frequencies. Honestly, it's a little confusing, but I can I okay. can make it work for the purposes of, of what we're doing. Like, I know what the radio is, and I know what radio waves are okay. for the most part. Yeah, but... I, to explain... Like, I don't, I couldn't explain what they are or where they come from, but I know what they are. Okay. So, you know how there's light bounce in this, in this room, there's ambient light? Yes. Imagine there's a mirror on that wall. Uh-huh. Right? There's ambient light, but then I take out a flashlight out of my pocket and I'm trying to, I'm like, you're like, hey, I bet you can't get that flashlight to the wall behind me because I'm in the way. Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm like, watch this. Take out the flashlight, point at the mirror. Bounce it behind you. Yeah. Fuck you, I win. Give me $20. Right. There's still light in the room, but I generated some and then bounced that off. Yeah. It's the same thing, but just a different frequency of light because mm-hmm. it's literally photons. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know what makes the bandwidth of radio waves good for encoding information and other ones not. You know, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Because it's also like what makes to, the you microwave have to pay for the rights to like broadcast information on different bandwidths and whatever. yeah, there there's like that. It's a, that's a, it's an interesting thing to be able to own radio waves. Yeah, yeah. You own the rights to the well. You own the rights to that bandwidth in that yeah, place. Yeah, that channel of information. Um, and there, but there's just other shit that they can do. Yeah. Uh, and like microwaves will cook your food. Mm-hmm. I think they're longer. Millimeter waves. Where do radio waves sit in the spectrum? Yeah, so like electric currents will generate radio waves. Lots of things generate radio waves, mm-hmm. but they are a specific frequency, uh, typically with frequencies of 300 gigahertz and below. And at 300 gigahertz, the corresponding wavelength, the distance between the 
peaks, mm-hmm. just on the size of a grain of rice. Yeah. So it's actually like these waves, if they were, if you could see them, you could see them. Right. You know what I mean? They're not like microscopic or anything. They're yeah. Waves in the electric suit. But electricity is weird. The whole electromagnetic shit is, it's odd. It's hard to wrap yeah. your head around in any sort of metaphor. Totally. You know? There's like that, there's a famous video of Richard Feynman, the quantum physicist, who's like, gets asked like, what is magnetism? Like when there's a, magnets pollutes themselves together, like, what are you feeling there? What is that? And like Feynman's just like, it's magnets, dude. It's a, it's a basic force. Yeah. You, like there's literally no, like, what do you mean? What are you feeling here? It's magnetism. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So yeah, electromagnetic radiation does all sorts of wacky shit, especially like, and that does different shit at different frequencies. Right. Yeah. And radio waves are specifically for communications. That's the big thing. Yeah. But isn't it interesting how sometimes people with metal fillings or like who have metal beds will pick up on radio waves just in the metal in their ambient atmosphere or in their mouth and yeah. hear it? Some people's houses, like the old metal piping, will pick up uh, radio yeah. stations and like play it through the walls. It's fucking wild. It is. Yeah. So it's so weird. According to the powers that be, yeah, which is the University of Alaska at Fairbanks, mm, of course, and DARPA, yep, all of them. <laughs> they point this massive array. Harp is this massive array of radio towers that they point at a part of the ionosphere to dump a not to necessarily communicate, but to dump a bunch of energy into it. Mm-hmm. See what the fuck happens. <laughs> study, you know, study the, study the ionosphere of, of seeing what the fuck happens. Study of seeing what the this yeah. and that. yeah. More or less. You ask Jesse Ventura, though, his ass will tell you that harp is actually used for everything from causing earthquakes to mind control, weather manipulation to whatever the fuck you want, because it's a big, scary machine. And he's like a podcaster. Jesse Ventura? Who is he? Jesse Ventura is the former governor of Minnesota. Oh, what? And former pro wrestler. Why does he have the name of a superhero? And he was also the host of Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura. Okay. You don't know who Jesse Ventura is? I don't know who he is. Because you don't have a fucking radio. <laughs> no, Jesse Ventura, dude, Jesse Ventura. He's a legend, dude. He's a fucking well, pro wrestler turned conspiracy theorist turned governor. Wow. Turned conspiracy theorist In with a order? television show. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Okay, you're in for a treat. Oh man, I'm glad I pulled some Jesse Ventura clips. Yeah, because I had no idea. He's a fucking wacko, dude. It's he's a, he's a character and a half. So yeah, and Harp has been a staple of conspiracy theory as long as it's been around, kind of like Jesse Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, for, for good reason. Like, this machine looks spooky as fuck. Uh, come so on now. it's just a big machine? It is an array of radio towers. Okay, yeah. It's like- yeah, You said that. Yeah, a many, uh, a multiple, a many acre, I think like 30 acres array of mm-hmm. big ass radio towers in the middle of uh, the plains in Alaska. The office there is like a trailer. Like it's a big, scary machine. Yeah, it looks spooky as fuck. And like when you get right down to it, Harp is pretty obviously being used for more than is officially officially released to the public. Yeah. It's also a great example of how both the conspiracy theorists and the debunkers can both be completely full of shit. Right. A phenomenon which seems to cause a sort of feedback loop as the two different polarities of dipshit bounce off of each other farther and farther afield until you get a video titled... Scientists try to debunk harp conspiracy theories. That's my all caps voice, by the way. And it's just these two like jackasses, this these married middle Americans in their fucking minivan driving up to harp 
wearing tinfoil hats. No. Yes. Wow. And they go and they talk to the guy and the guy tells them, this is what we do. And they say, see, those stupid people can't even be bothered to listen to the scientists because they're... Jesus Christ. What, well, what do they uncover? Nothing. They're just demonstrating how very smart they are by letting someone give the unclassified explanation of the fucking thing again for the umpteenth time and assuming that no one else has, done has ever done that. Yeah. yeah. And then meanwhile, meanwhile, every single anomalous weather event is being blamed on Harp. Yeah. Yeah. Like nothing can be real anymore. Right. Like it's literally everything is a staged event. Everything is predictive program was predicted. And yeah, like it's so. But but with Harp, it kind of makes sense because one, it's a big spooky fucking machine. Yeah. And two, it's very obviously been used for secret military projects. Uh-huh. But um, problem is the idea that secret military projects exist isn't a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a fact of life. Secret military projects exist. Always have. There's shit we don't get to know about. And a lot of it for pretty damn good reasons, honestly. Like, it's not, I know we just did, you know, I know we are who we are, but like, honestly, I'm glad the military doesn't have all of its secrets just out in the open because I shouldn't be building any of that shit. No. No. No, no, no. And suggesting that a giant fuck off radio antenna, radio antenna array explicitly used to fuck with the ionosphere for military purposes, uh, Suggesting that it might be doing classified or special special access shit is not in any way crazy or beyond the pale, right? Yeah. By the same token, something being classified or special access doesn't automatically mean that it has godlike power. That's also silly as hell. Tons of top secret military tech is stuff that would go way over our heads, but would be used for fairly mundane things. Mm-hmm. Remember the Psychic Spy series? The super duper top secret spot in the mountains of Virginia that Ingo Swan and Pat Price viewed? Yeah. That was the most secret place in the U.S., allegedly. And it was catching signals from Soviet satellites. That's it. That's it. But it needed to be secret as a motherfucker. So we're going to look at HARP. We're going to look at what the people who run HARP say it's all about, what the conspiracy theories say it's all about. And we're going to try once again to find out what's really going on here. First, let's do our terrible. Don't know Jesse Ventura. I don't. That's absurd to me. <laughs> That's true. That's truly absurd. Of all people, you should know who Jesse Ventura is. He's a governor. <laughs> he was a pro wrestler governor of conspiracy. I should know that. <laughs> and yet. He's got a butt chin. No. Long blonde hair. Wow. All at the top. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. He's a national treasure is what he is. I love a bald on top, long at the sides, man. <laughs> yeah. Nothing creepy about that <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> hey, I just had this show on like History Channel or Discovery or one of those. I think it was Discovery called Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura after he was a governor. Of course, Discovery. Yeah, it was one of those fucking things or one of those, you know. Yeah. odd yeah what is it the lovers okay we've never gotten that no i know we have never gotten that i have not pulled that card for myself or for anyone else in years either that's like the first time i've seen that card in a long time it's like the most complicated card in the deck too it is and for harp 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, Why? What, what does that mean? Okay. Well, the lovers to me isn't really about the man and the woman. It's in, not. In the it's not at all. Picture. It's not about the lovers. It's no. about the thing manipulating the lovers. Or it's about a, the force of, <sighs> you know. Yep. It's also about separation. It's about yeah. discrete things doing their own thing in tandem. Right. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. He's, I got it. He's got it. We'll get back to that at the end of the episode. Excellent. That's wicked funny. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's not it's not anything I brought up yet either. All right. Well, gosh. So first, considering a hurricane recently fucked up Florida, we're gonna go to Twitter and we're just gonna type harp. Yeah. And see what shows up. Oh boy. All right. So, you know, no it's just top. All right. Oh, oh I, here's one. And I, I got it. Okay. The uh, This first lady says, the the demon emojis been manipulating the weather. Nothing new. Hashtag weather control. Hashtag weather manipulation. Hashtag harp. Hashtag buy wig. Hmm? And then she posted a video of, says JFK and Lyndon Johnson, weather control 1960s. We shall propose further cooperative efforts between all the nations in weather prediction. And eventually in weather control. Think about that kind of communication. And think about the opportunity that will provide. It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who the weather will the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of those dudes got his noggin shot off shortly after that. The other dude liked showing his penis to people. Um, these guys are talking about weather control. Great. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah, you're going to say shit. But right. that Okay. I, yeah. So this other person posts relentless in New York. Hashtag geoengineering. Hashtag chemtrails. Hashtag harp. Hashtag lookout. Look up. It's a fucking plane. It's a picture of a plane. Picture goddamn plane. Mm-hmm. Here's CERN and Harp next to each other. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, this person says, a lot of people are talking about the government-run weather manipulation technology called Harp. Not saying I'm jumping on this theory, but it is interesting that Hurricane Anne is nailing the reddest, most conservative portions of the state of Florida. And I'm not really <laughs> sure what they mean by that observation. <laughs> Just trying to use harp to kill the Republicans in Florida. Why would they want to do that? I don't know. And then there's other people talking about, there's like a bunch of Floridians that are talking about how yeah. hurricane season is actually just harp season and right through this before and like, right. You know, that been, they're yeah. being targeted and that it's fake. Yep. Um, here's just a picture of a hailstorm in Brazil. It just says harp and that's by Nikola three. He's got a picture of that pigeon fucker, Nikola Tesla. Indonesia. Oh, here's Nikola three again. Indonesia earthquake harp. Yeah. So it's just it's everything. And isn't that so much nicer to think that these um, natural disasters are somehow man-made instead of just you know nature being random and chaotic and terrible and getting worse over time? Yeah. Because of you know. You know, <sighs> like sorry guys, nature's just really scary. Yeah, because like you can go punch the dude who works at harp right you can't punch a hurricane you can't punch a hurricane and dude. you can't stop it from happening either you also can't punch a fucking oil company yeah you know 
and you can't punch all the corporations that are yeah exactly accelerated climate change yeah. that's making these extreme weather events yeah more and more prevalent yeah it got it's bad yeah I, I even like picked this topic before that hurricane happened and it's like oh god it just couldn't be more perfect yeah because like the internet is literally full Full it's, of people blaming the hurricane on heart. Yes. Because I think that that's just a nicer alternative than believing that nature is just terrifying and chaotic. It's simpler, at least. Yeah. I was being told about harp fucking way back in the day, though. This is old. Yeah. This As, as soon as this thing was built, this, this bullshit started. Mm-hmm. All right. So HARP, or the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Project, was built in 1993 in Gakona, Alaska. Auroral. Does that refer to the... Aurora Borealis, yes. Uh, The ionosphere part? Yes. Is that what the aurora, auroral? Auroral? Auroral refers to... (laughs) Stop it. Auroral refers to a position you can be in on the Earth in which the magnetosphere, the magnetic field around the earth Mm -hmm. goes perpendicular to you. Okay. Right. You know how it like arcs out in that curve. If you're at, if you're close to the poles, there's, it's more perpendicular, like it crosses over you. And that's what causes the aurora borealis. Right. Right. It's the angle at which the magnetosphere is hitting the solar rays. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And that will become important later too, that the word aurora uh, for the reveal of what it's actually doing. It's doing quite a lot actually. So it was built in 1993 in Kakona, Alaska, under the auspices of the U.S. Air Force, U.S. Navy, DARPA, and the University of Alaska Fairbanks. Currently, it's being managed exclusively by the University of Alaska um, and has been since 2015 when the military relinquished control and was going to shut it down. But the university said, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yep. They said, you just get tear down that uh, big, big, cool radio machine. Like, we'll we'll do something with it. Yeah, just leave it. Yeah. But it was going to get torn down like many years ago. Huh. Yeah. So according to the website for HARP, HARP is the world's most capable, high power, high frequency transmitter for the study of the of the ionosphere. The HARP program is committed to developing a world-class ionospheric research facility consisting of the ionospheric research instrument, a high power transmitter facility operating in the high frequency range. The IRI can be used to temporarily excite a limited area of the ionosphere for scientific study. Heats it up with radio waves, makes the ionosphere lighter, more chaotic, and then they turn it off and it snaps back and they see what happens. Mm -hmm. A sophisticated suite of scientific or diagnostic instruments that can be used to observe the physical processes that occur in the excited region. Observation of the processes resulting from the use of the IRI in a controlled manner will allow scientists to better understand processes that occur continuously under the natural stimulation of the sun. I didn't absorb that. Sun does the same shit Harp's doing. Okay. But being able to do it ourselves when we want... Mm-hmm. We don't have to wait for the sun to decide to do it and hope our machines were set up. Word. Yeah. Scientific instruments installed at the HARP Observatory can also be used for a variety of continuing research efforts which do not involve the use of the IRI but are strictly passive. These include ionospheric characterization using satellite beacons, telescopic observation of the fine structure in the aurora, and documentation of long-term variations in the ozone layer. Okay. Looking at shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But they also have this... uh fun and just a little cheeky FAQ too. Oh. So I was going to have you like either read the questions or read the um answers but Yeah. All right. So how does harp work? 
Scientists at HARP use high-frequency radio transmitters to heat small regions of the ionosphere and observe the effects, including ionospheric heating. For traditional space research using ground-based observations or experiments on sounding rockets, it can take an extremely long time, days, weeks, even years, to get the desired natural overhead conditions. <coughs> Satellites can amass much larger databases, but it is difficult to coordinate the satellite with the desired phenomena. With a facility like HARP, it is possible to perform an experiment at will to create plasma structures and irregularities, use the ionosphere like an antenna to excite low-frequency waves, create weak, luminous, aurora-like glows, and a variety of other experiments. Yep. So to create plasma structures and very interesting to use the ionosphere like an antenna. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Weak, luminous, aurora like glows and a variety of other experiments. Interesting. Uh -huh. For sure. Further on down the page, we get the fun questions. Can harp control or manipulate the weather? No. Radio waves and the frequency ranges that harp transmits are not absorbed in either the troposphere or the stratosphere, the two levels of the atmosphere that produce Earth's weather. Since there is no interaction, there is no way to control the weather. The HARP system is basically a large radio transmitter. Radio waves interact with electrical charges and currents and do not significantly interact with the troposphere. <laughs> Further, if ionospheric storms caused by the sun itself don't affect the surface weather, there's no chance that HARP can either. Electromagnetic interactions can only occur in the near vacuum of the rarefied, electrically charged region of the atmosphere above 60 to 80 kilometers, a little over 45 miles, known as the ionosphere. The ionosphere is created and continuously replenished as the sun's radiation interacts with the highest levels of the Earth's atmosphere. Basically, if that big old sun isn't doing nothing to it, like, we can't really either. Right. Can HARP exert mind control over people? No. Neuroscience is a complex field of study carried out by medical professionals, <laughs> not scientists and researchers at HARP. So. <laughs> We're doing mind control, just not here. That's a fucking bullshit non-answer, and honestly, it freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is dodging the question if I've ever heard it. Right. Why even put that in there in the first place? Are they trying to be funny? Why not give a funny answer? Mm -hmm. The given answer seems like a satire of a government cover-up. Right. Why Why even put it in there? And the next one is even worse. Ready for this? Can HARP create chemtrails? <laughs> wow. No. The theory suggests, in part, that the contrails that form behind aircraft or rare cloud formations are chemical and or biological agents being released on the general public. This is not true. Oh, okay. Contrails are produced by condensation from the exhaust of jet engines. Just as water coming from your car's tailpipe condenses to produce ice fog on a cold Alaska winter morning, water from jet engines exhaust condenses in the very cold upper atmosphere. Next sentence. Harp doesn't produce water in the atmosphere. It has no capability to release gases or liquids and does not interact with existing water in clouds. Literally no one is accusing Harp of creating chemtrails. Don't fucking straw man the conspiracy theorists. Well, it's like they want a conspiracy. Yeah. 
they're the conspiracy theorists are way too tenacious for that. It's like just by putting that there, they're asking for people to make a conspiracy out of it. Yeah. The Which chem- is weird yeah. to do. The chemtrail aspect of the conspiracy theory, and I know this because my buddy's dad told me this when I was a teenager, is that planes spray the chemicals, the chemtrails, which are used to target the harp rays. They, that's how they target the harp rays, mm-hmm. which is just as stupid, but they will fight you on this. Yeah. And you'll look <laughs> like the asshole. But like, honestly, putting that in your FAQ does make it seem like you're not only picking the most baseless of conspiracy theories to argue against, but making it dumber than it needs to be. Right. To discredit any idea that what you're doing with a thing that looks like it came straight out of a dystopian fiction and was built by fucking DARPA might not be what the ever so transparent military industrial complex says it's doing. Yeah. Right. And you know what? I don't trust them. Let's see what uh, Governor Jesse the Body Ventura has to say. What gov- what, sh- what state? Minnesota. Oh. And I had to get this on daily motion, so I have to like manually skip around. And this is conspiracy theory. Whoa. Jesse Ventura is at the gates to what could be the most dangerous weapon the world has ever seen. <laughs> And they won't let him in. <laughs> so you're telling me if I got rid of the cameras, you'd take me inside? I'm saying there's no chance that would happen. Weeks of investigation have led the governor and his team to remote Alaska, to this place where the U.S. military is blasting the skies with millions of watts of energy. A place with the innocent name of Harp. Back up a little bit from the gate. When I get denied something, I get angry. <laughs> Wow. It was a confrontation I didn't expect in the form <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, when I get denied something, I get angry, Ventura. I hate that that's not a So you're saying if I got rid of the cameras. So you're saying if I fondled your balls a little bit, <laughs> got rid of the cameras for 10 minutes, what, what would that do? Well, I get denied something, I get angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like, I'd have to do extra, because it's on daily motion, I'm going to have to do extra work to make that an easy, easily accessible drop. Yeah. You know when you hear a clip and you just know there's going to be a fucking hilarious and way better opportunity for it mm-hmm. at some point in the future? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's look at what goddamn broadcast television had to say in 1995. About HARP? Yep. Show sightings. In 1993, the FAA started warning pilots to stay away from a certain section of airspace over Alaska. The U.S. government was experimenting with a new breed of high-altitude electronic technology that was significantly altering the Alaskan airspace. The experiments continue to this day, and critics are warning that this project could have global effects that will destroy our planet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Doomsday Machine is the name of this. This is, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... They're doing it really slowly, if that's what Yeah, so spooky as fuck. Taking their sweet time. Electronics are basically magic anyway. But that, so that was like broadcast television. That was like the UPN. It was, it was the second dial on the old, the old TV. Yeah. VHF and the UH. Yeah. No shit. There's conspiracy theories about it now. No shit. It's persisted. Like, right. yeah. According to conspiracy lore, Harp can do everything. Later on in that Jesse Ventura episode, this motherfucker implies that it could call down the entire electrical charge of the ionosphere and cause devastation equal to 50 Mount St. Helen eruptions every second for a minute by making a virtual wire connection to the ionosphere. Yeah. Doesn't say how they could direct the that like anywhere other than the Harp site, though. Right. Or why they would do this. Then there's the weather manipulation. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty simple concept how Harp could do this. Basically, cause disturbances in the ionosphere 
which would then affect how air currents and such move. Uh, the way I had it explained to me was that by heating up the ionosphere, it makes it stretch out into space. Uh, and then when I turn it off, it snaps back and the pressure from it snapping back. But like, it's not rubber, it's ions, it's, mm-hmm. you know. But like, because it's indirect too, that is, it's not actually affecting the atmosphere, troposphere, or whatever it is, biosphere, neosphere. You all know what I'm saying. But because it's not directly affecting the weather sphere, one, you need to disturb the fuck out of the ionosphere. And two, you'd need a ton of power. And three, weather's a chaotic system. You're right. not going to be able to create and direct a fucking hurricane with any precision whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it'd be kind of difficult. Like, but I'm going to do the opposite of the straw man thing here. Okay. I'm going to steel man the conspiracy, the hurricane. Going to tin man it? Yeah, I'm going to tin man. I'm not steel manning it. Yeah. Let's say you could create a hurricane. Fuck it. Why not? The 90s were wild. Anything's possible. What do you do then? That thing's going to go wherever it wants to go. Anyone who lives in hurricane zones knows this is true. Those fuckers zig. Those fuckers zag. And I'm no physicist. I'm not even particularly clever in any halfway useful fashion. But I'm pretty sure you're going to need a fuck of a lot more antennas and power than you're getting at. Than you're getting out of a small square in Alaska to precisely direct hurricanes on the other side of Earth. Yeah. Like, in the grand scheme of things, this is a small machine. Right. Yeah. And of course, Harp is blamed for every single hurricane or typhoon that happens anywhere. But let's say I'm an idiot. Say it. You're an idiot. Thank you. Let's say they could. The question then is, why? There is never any military advantage. Truly, though. Like, why would you... Just destroy cities, create hurricanes. Like... Yeah. There is never any military advantage to destroying cities willy-nilly unless it's full-scale, total fucking war. And in that case, we have hydrogen bombs strapped to intercontinental ballistic missiles ready to ruin everyone's day. Right? Like, there's, it's silly. It's a silly thing. You know, it's the, it's Hurricane Anne in those red areas. It's definitely the Democrats. They're definitely trying to, trying to wipe out the, the red, the red zones, those evil Democrats. Hate to tell you, way more efficient ways of doing that too. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) But that is... In some people's minds. That's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Earthquakes. Same thing. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing as the weather, but with the added interesting caveat of resonance frequencies and Tesla's supposed super weapon that could crack the earth in two, but he fucked a pigeon. So his word is suspect and we can move on. Yeah. (laughs) Mind control, baby. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We got to go. We got to back to conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura. Oh, this is season one, episode one. Domestically, that's the way the treaty reads. Oh, that may be dangerous enough, but Nick Begich says he's most worried about Harp's ability to interfere with your mind. Obviously, they, they deny it, sure. um, but what we produced was their own documents. You know, these are Air Force, um, Navy, um, military documents that actually lay this out. It's their own words, not our words. You know, doctor, what you're saying to me is scary. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're, you're talking about something that can be done <laughs> with mind control to where you can affect people's minds and they don't even know it. That, that's correct. And this is masses of people. Right. They can do it at a level where you could be walking down the street and you could get infiltrated with these sound waves and you wouldn't even know that they were hitting you. That's right. And there's, and there's two different ways. One would be transferring voice information uh, and the other would be just affecting you on an emotional level, which is a much simpler, which is easily accomplished by harp. Yeah. Um, so like, 
what I'm hearing in this TV show. Yep. It, it sounds like it sounds like this show is designed to strengthen paranoia. <laughs> yep. Like, what does this information do for anyone? Like, you, you know. Yep. It, it, That's God. season one, episode one Fuck. of Conspiracy Theory with former governor Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh, it's a madness producing engine. Yeah. <laughs> that dude is like, his. the dude who was talking, the quote doctor, maybe he's a doctor or something. He probably is. His like brother is an Alaska congressman or was at the time. Doctor, this is scary. <laughs> yeah, you're scaring me, doctor. And like he wrote a book called Angels Don't Play This Harp. No. Who funded this show? <laughs> Who the fuck funded this show, dude? He's like, all right, here's episode one is harp. Uh-huh. Episode two, 9-11. Okay. okay. Episode three, global warming. Ah, uh, yeah. Episode four, big brother. Five, secret societies. Six, Manchurian candidate. Season finale, apocalypse 2012. Well, gee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 2012. Yeah. Hey, nailed it. Season three, it was only three seasons. Wow. Episode one, Reptilian. Episode two, Death Ray. Time travel. The Ozarks. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So moving on. Human body and the the mind is able to pick a signal out. Like going through the radio station, you're dialing through the station, you get all the static. As soon as you get resonance, harmony between the transmitter and receiver, you get a nice clear signal. The same is true in terms of the human chemistry, in terms of our chemistry, our cell structure, body organs, or the brain. Jesse Ventura has his doubts that the harp antennas can broadcast radio waves that influence people's thoughts. But Nick Baggage is prepared for the skeptics. Now, this is a device that friends of mine in Germany designed, and we had demonstrated in the European Parliament in an open hearing uh, a, a cruder version, but it, it made our point. This is a, uh, just a standard CD player, and what these are is piezoelectric transducers, and in simple language, they, they carry a signal that uh, can enter the nervous system so that you can get that proverbial uh, voice in the head. And so by activating this, placing these electrodes you know, on the surface of the skin, blocking the ears tightly, you'll hear the music just as if your ears were playing it, but the ears have nothing to do with it. The eighth cranial nerve, the part that connects to the brain, has nothing to do with it. It's a different Is way to... Is that working right now? Yeah, we can get it cranked up here. Crank so it up. I want to try it. So <laughs> Crank it up, I stick it on me. this to my neck and hear it without my ears hearing it, and no one else in the room will hear it. That's, that is correct. I want you to block your ears really tightly so you okay. can't hear it. Still ahead, Harp invades Jesse Ventura's brain. <laughs> the incredible conclusion. Okay. <clears throat> that right there is so fucking disingenuous. Yes. Yeah. Because you can't see it, but where he's putting the, quote, electrodes, the piezo electro, it's right behind Ventura's... Uh, Temples on your neck. Yeah, right behind his chin. Yeah. Right behind his skull, his bone. Mm-hmm, jaw. Yeah. Yeah, right behind his jaw, which is very resonant, right? And uh, there's one on either side, and when he starts playing it, Jesse Ventura's fucking mind gets blown because he can hear it at the top front of his skull. Mm-hmm. Because his skull's being vibrated, and that's where the waves crash into each other. Right. Piezoelectric is the... is the. I know this because I play mandolin, and I've had to deal with fucking piezo, uh, piezo pickups for my mandolin, which are the most infuriating fucking things in the world. They translate motion into electricity. So, like, a piezo pickup on an acoustic instrument 
will take the vibrations of the instrument and turn it into an electrical signal mm-hmm. or the vibrations in the pickup of my mandolin. Conversely, that's not some fucking, that's just, just vibrating. Yeah. And it's getting picked up through his fucking chin. Mm-hmm. Like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Like, so voice to skull shit, right? Way back in the early nonsense days, we did an episode on the supposed Project Bluebeam, and I shat on hippies, and it turns out I was right. So score one for me. Uh, voice to skull is always abbreviated as V2K. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I even wrote that. Yeah. Why is it V2K? I don't know. I don't know. It sounds cooler. Yeah. I guess. I get it. K's like fourth or fifth in the like badass sounding letters. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, but V2K, voice to skull, is the idea you can transmit sound like voices directly to people's brains as evidenced by the piezoelectric speakers on Jesse Ventura's chin. So, it's not to say there isn't something to certain types of voice to skull technology. The Fry Fry microwave effect, which we talked about in the Bluebeam episode, is an observed effect of microwaves creating a clicking sound inside someone's brain. There has been research done on using, for lack of a better term, sound lasers to direct, direct sound so that one person can hear it and not the people around them. These are acoustic waves, though. I saw an ad for a speaker that like looks at the shape of your skull and projects sound in the right pattern so that you can only hear it, only you can hear it, and it's canceled out everywhere around your head isn't, in mm-hmm. a way similar to like how the Nintendo 3DS did 3D stuff, uh-huh. but like by looking at you. But it's still sound waves in a scan of your head. Yeah. There has been research done on using electromagnetic energy to induce specific emotional states. Brainwaves are, as you've said, very real. But this is such a blunt fucking method of crowd control. It's hard to see where this could actually be useful. Yeah. Like, it's not big enough to do the whole country. Mm-hmm. It's not even big enough to do a whole city. Right? Yeah. You're not even going to target something small. Like, are the uh, could Harp theoretically do something? Maybe. I don't know. It, but honestly, here's the fucking thing. Like, I'm not a scientist. I don't know. Whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Are the powers that be interested in mind control? Of course. Absolutely 100% documented. Yes, a thousand times yes. But you know what the best technology there is for mind control? It's way cheaper to deploy. Way more effective. Way more precisely targetable. Language. Mm. That's it. That's the technology that you mind control. Like, it's language. Yeah. yeah. That's the technology. But, okay, through all this, I am sort of strawmanning the conspiracy theories. I mean, but I think it's safe to say I'm not convinced by Jesse Ventura. No, me either. Yeah. <laughs> Through all this, I, yeah, but through all this, I am sort of straw manning the conspiracy theories. And like I've said, there's a lot of weirdness surrounding the machine. And there is from the history of the device to the patents that form the basis of it. Allegedly, that's what formed the basis for it. There are some things that are frankly pretty weird and concerning. I do think, however, that again, secrecy creates a space for ideas to run out of control. I'm someone that knows this very, very well. Paranoid person. Now, different sources give different answers as to who actually built Harp. Wikipedia says BAE Advanced Technologies, but the company linked to it by Wikipedia in this instance is an airplane manufacturer in the UK that didn't exist until after Harp was built. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's them. Other sources have it built, have it as being built by a company called Arco, using patents by designed by one Bernard Eastland, who worked for Arco. Uh, according to Eastland, Arco basically wanted a use for the insane amount of natural gas they had, because they were like a mining company. So they they came up with an idea for a big fuck off doomsday machine. No, hmm. no, no, no. That's not what they did. Hmm. Um, what they did is tell Bernard Eastland to come up with something that uses a lot of power. Yeah. Because <laughs> we got to do something with all this gas and get someone to pay for it. Right. Yeah. But right here at the beginning, the origins of Harp get squirrely and becomes a fertile ground for a conspiracy theory garden. 
And it seems like the chain of patent holders goes like this. The 12 HARP patents were all assigned to Arco Power Technologies Incorporated, a subsidiary of Atlantic Richfield Company. APTI also won the initial contract to build HARP. In 1994, APTI was sold to a company called E-Systems. E-Systems then changed APTI's name to Advanced Power Technologies Incorporated, largely involved in communications and information systems. E-Systems gets most of its business from and it has extensive ties to the National Security Agency and the Central Intelligence Agency. Mm-hmm. E-Systems is a super, super shady contractor. Like, extremely shady. Or not even shady, just secretive. Yeah. Yeah. In 1995, Raytheon acquired E-Systems. Raytheon, the defense contracting behemoth, now holds all 12 HARP patents. So Eastland, and like, that's not good. It's not good when Raytheon owns things. It doesn't help the conspiracy theory. It definitely doesn't, no. At all. None of that does. Uh, Eastland, according to an article, but you see, like, it could be that it was just a shady corporate thing at first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just trying to get fucking paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Eastland, according to an article published by the Alaska Conservation Foundation and republished by the Global Policy Forum, which is either an NGO or, yeah, it's an, NG, it's an NGO, non-governmental organization that looks at stuff and talks to people at the UN, which we've recently found out is shadier than I wrote it in this script. Uh-huh. <laughs> Most of them are pretty useless than it really seems, but this is, they're probably not shoe on head. Cra- I, yeah, I definitely wrote the script. Yeah, earlier. Yeah. So Eastland says that his initial 1985 patents were for a missile defense system. Some of that Star Wars bullshit. Okay. Yeah. Reagan Star Wars shit that could, shit that could, it could melt nukes out of the sky or overload their guidance systems. But that's not as fun as melting them out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The quote, full global shield, as Eastland describes it, was a 40 square mile antenna array, much like a much larger harp. Yeah. Eastland says the harp actually began as a, scheme for his company, Arco, to have something to do with the vast surplus of natural gas reserves that are disposable. So he came up with some crazy patents for tech that, if nothing else, would use a bunch of power. Yeah. But then he says, other shadier, spookier interests got involved. Quote, I founded and led the Arco program until 1987. About that time, Edward Teller visited Robert Hirsch, the Arco vice president who had hired me. I don't know the direct results of that discussion, but shortly thereafter, new secret initiatives began which I was not privy to, and I declined further involvement. Edward Teller is the man behind the hydrogen bomb, the super nuke. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So none of this helps. It really does. <laughs> really? Like, but of course, of course, the hydrogen bomb was just one thing Edward Teller did. You got to be, and, and like, he probably knows a bit about radio. Yeah. If he's a nuclear scientist, you know. But Edward Teller denies all this. When asked about his early involvement with Harp, he says, I have no idea about that. I don't remember anything about it. Uh huh. <laughs> so it seems clear to me that one, mm. he, he does remember some stuff about it, and two, that it is definitely <laughs> secret military technology. Yeah. 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 All of this not helping. No, it's, it's hurting, I would actually say. Yeah. Yes. Actively. Although it is much smaller than a full global shield system. Eastland says that, quote, HARP is the perfect first step toward a plan like mine. Advances in phased energy transmitter technology and power generation can produce the field strength required. The government will say it isn't so, but if it quacks like a duck and it looks like a duck, it's a good chance it's a duck. Quack, quack. Yeah, quack, quack indeed. Mm. It's not a duck. It's definitely something, but it's not a duck. Yeah. Because it wasn't a first step towards a global shield program. The damn military was going to shit can it like the biosphere before the University of Alaska said, we'll take your magic radio. Mm-hmm. So the $1 million question, 
what the fuck was it supposed to do? It's actually really cool. I like this. I think it's a cool idea. So think back to the Psychic Spy series again. Thinking back. Which I know doesn't help uh, still. <laughs> this is the one I keep referring to. Okay, so I mentioned that the Russians were allegedly taking baby rabbits on submarines and killing them to see if it psychically bothered their mom on shore. Remember that? <sighs> I didn't, but now I remember. And now you'll never forget. Yeah. Harp doesn't kill rabbits. That's good at yeah. least. The reason the Russians were allegedly doing this is because they suspected their working hypothesis was that psychic phenomenon used, utilized the VLF or very low frequency range of the radio spectrum. Water is an incredible shield against EMF radiation. Only the lowest of the low frequencies are able to get through seawater. VLF waves, while they can penetrate water, are only going to be able to travel less than 100 meters, less than a football field. Mm. And submarines are an incredible weapon of war. They're stealthy. They're playing in three dimensions, three dark as fuck dimensions. Uh, and they can carry nuclear payloads, really incredible weapons. But there's a catch. You can't communicate with them. Right. You have to have everything laid out beforehand. They have to be able to operate autonomously. In like a do or die situation, it's hard to coordinate with your submarine team. So what do they do? The solution is to have a buoy attached that can float at the surface and relay messages. Mm -hmm. But then you're sacrificing the stealth. You can see the buoy. Right. If we could get messages to submarines while they're still deep, deep underwater, you could coordinate an entire nuclear apocalypse without anyone being the wiser. Well, good thing you can't. Yeah, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. How do they do this? Well, you need radio frequencies that are lower, longer waves, slower frequencies. Specifically, the range of ELF, or extremely low frequency, which is in the range of 3 to 30 hertz, which is cycles per second. Okay. The range of wavelengths on these guys, uh, the physical size, size of the waves, 10,000 to 100,000 kilometers is the size of the waves from trough uh, to trough. The... That's a, that's big. It's fucking big, dude. It's really big. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Where you talked about earlier with like radio waves, like the time can you use on your radio, size of a grain of rice, mm -hmm. 100,000 kilometers. That's what you're dealing with. And this creates another problem. See, we're all conditioned by literally every single part of our lives to think big number mean better. Big yeah. number better, big number, big number harder to get. But it's not really true here. See, the lower the frequency you're trying to broadcast, bigger the radio waves get. And the bigger the waves, the bigger antenna you need. Mm -hmm. Math having to do with the wavelength and shit, there's an equation, but it means lower the frequency, bigger the antenna you need. Well, it makes sense. Because so like if you have a pizza that hasn't been cut up into any slices yet, yeah, yeah. it's just one big thing. Sure. But then once it's cut up, then it's a bunch of different like tiny things. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The uh, uh, one one pizza is, is bigger and, and then... I'm, 12 slices. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> it's my pizza analogy. I'm going to allow it. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's better than anything Jesse Ventura has to say. <laughs> <laughs> so. Smaller it, the number, bigger. Yeah. Yeah. In order to transmit on the ELF spectrum, you would need an antenna 2,200 to 3,700 miles long. Okay. That Well, that's not going to happen. The distance, the diameter of the earth is just under... 8,000 miles. Yeah. The United States is around 3,300 miles from coast to coast. Mm. You need an antenna the size of America. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So what do you do? You use the earth itself as an antenna. That could happen. This isn't even harp yet. Yeah. This is 
using giant in-ground wires between 14 to 28 miles long, which take megawatts of power to run. And so you need a huge fucking piece of property or 28 miles. Yeah. 14 to 28 miles. Yeah. It's not feasible. None of it's practically feasible. They've tried it. It just doesn't fucking work. But Harp is located in a very interesting spot. You don't say. I don't say. I do say. Kakona, Alaska sits right under what's called the Auroral Electrojet. Sounds nifty. Yeah. It's this jet of, it's a ring of electrically charged ionosphere at the Aurora. It's this big old ring. Mm -hmm. There's three electrojets. One's called the Auroral Electrojet. It's the strongest and most persistent of the electrojets. It's called Auroral because it's at the Aurora. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what HARP does. Is this a device or a phenomenon? The Aurora Electrojet is a phenomenon. Okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's a persistent ring of electricity around the- Just wanted to make- Yeah. Clear. Yeah. It's a natural phenomenon. It's just there. Mm-hmm. Here's what HARP does. And this is like according to HARP. This isn't even conspiracy theory. This is just the shit that like- Gotcha. You can read about, but you have to like understand what they're saying. Yeah. I'm going to put it in dumber terms. So being situated right underneath this Aurora Electrojet- Harp turns the auroral electrojet into an extension of its antenna. It makes the whole auroral electrojet one giant antenna, mm. essentially. Yeah, by resonating it and getting it to shake to then produce radio waves. Yeah. Super duper ultra extremely low frequency waves at the 0.1 hertz range. That's fucking nuts. Like we were talking about ELF, extremely low frequency, three to 30 hertz. Physical size of those waves is 100,000 to 10,000 kilometers. Yeah. 0.1 hertz. So that's 0.1 cycles per second. Mm-hmm. That's big old wave. Yeah. Big old slow fucking wave. That's a large wave. Yeah. And like, that's fucking, that's really cool, I think. I don't know if I'm just blinded by science and being like, oh, that's sick. But maybe it actually means they're mind controlling everybody. But why? It's a secret. More than likely, the secret military technology that HARP was deployed for its that HARP was deployed for is submarine communication using the biggest goddamn antenna anyone's ever dreamed of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. And this one feller I found in Bibliotheca Pleiades seems a lot more reasonable than any feller I expected to find in Bibliotheca Pleiades. Writes about the how and the why of this, because there are apparently people, at least there were people who hang out listening to harp, just listening to the thing. What does it have to say? It's a bunch of clicks and stuff and sounds. Yeah. Shit. That's how bored these fucks are, at least were. I don't think it's as much a thing anymore as it used to be. But he even thinks that he decoded some of the messages being sent. Mm-hmm. And what he says is that the, the story he gives is that... Essentially, Navy went to the University of Alaska and was like, you know, we'll build you this big fuck off crazy machine. And in return, you don't got to give us nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing at all. Literally. We just want the spaces between your uh, broadcasts. Yeah. And this dude listening realized that there was, during normal operation throughout the year, HARP transmits on either of its frequencies with, with a loud 6.25 second pulse. And with either a 15 or 30 second space between pulses. When listening for the pulses, they are easy to distinguish. 
The sound of the pulse is something like a blowtorch, modulated by the sound of a 10-ton fully loaded Mercedes lorry falling off the channel train halfway to Paris. Ah. Oh, he has a link to hearing the harp pulses. It's an internal link on Bibliotheca Pleiades. Yeah. Um, I thought I could hear it. So he thinks he decoded the, uh, the communication codes. Mm-hmm. He translates the 15, the 30 second space to a one and a 15 second space to a zero and then put it in binary. Yeah. Um, and it's all actually, I, I didn't mention, but there are other facilities like this, like harp. Mm-hmm. There's like one in England. Uh, there's a bigger one in Switzerland, I think. Yeah. Problem is they don't have, they're not right under the Aurora electric jet. Like right. That's literally what makes Harp special is its location. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he thinks he tra- he translated a part of it as something like subcom nav to R13 proceed 7E5H. The smoking lamp is lit. <laughs> the smoking lamp is lit. Which like I can both see that being the message that a conspiracy theorist tricks himself into decoding mm. and also just exactly what you would expect a military code to be the smoking, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, smoking you know, lamp is lit. Could go either way. It'd be really um, fucking lazy if they were just using binary. Yeah. Like, that'd be super. Holy shit. Lazy. Yeah. So I, I don't think that that's the actual message because um, everyone knows how to read binary. Yeah. I don't, but smart people do. Yeah. But regardless, that is probably the secret military technology, submarine communication. Mm-hmm. That if you were the first ones to have it, and you could coordinate submarines before anyone else. That's a huge military advantage. Yeah. Way more advantageous than being able to create a hurricane, to be perfectly honest. True. Yeah. And they also decommissioned it. Uh-huh. Like, they don't... The military doesn't own it anymore. I mean, I'm like, sure, they might still have be, you know, involved, whatever. I don't know. doesn't matter. I think that the real secret purpose of HARP, that secret is just as insane and impressive and like comic book level ridiculous. Yeah. That I don't think it needs to be anything else. No. You know what I mean? But really think that it's a perfect example of how secrecy and shit that people don't understand. Especially conspiracy stuff. theory. Yeah. Especially sciencey stuff. Because scientists yeah. are evil and emotionless. Right. Yeah. And also because a lot of it's not really accessible for, you know, a lay person to understand. The way it's right. explained can be very like mind-numbing confusing yeah like i find radio shit really cool yeah i don't know i think it's cool i can understand how it is Mm mind-numbing like i look at the big array of radio antennas like i want to play with that you know well it's interesting but if it can't be explained to someone in a way that makes sense then right and instead of explaining it to someone in a way that makes sense they make fun of them yeah that's bullshit like that, I'm sorry, but that's fucking wrong. Like, mm-hmm. you're not helping. You're not helping anybody. Like, tell them the secrets. Yeah. Like, for fuck's sake. Put it on the FAQ. If it's, if it's not being used anymore, if we have better ways of doing it, be like, listen, this is, we'll, we'll tell you. and tell you all about it. I mean, look, there are weird patents for using microwaves and, and electromagnetic mm, radiation yeah. to fuck with people's heads. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. My personal theory is they realize that language is a better tool. Yeah. Like, I'm just as paranoid as everyone else. Like, I think they're fucking with me. Specifically. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't. No one cares about me. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but I, yeah, it's just not, it's just not, if I picture myself as Dr. Doom, it's not what I would do. You know? Just how I figure everything out. I just mm. imagine myself in that situation and see what I would do and then like, just go with that. 
staged weather events? Why? Mother Nature will do it for you. Yeah. And clearly it's not working. Yeah. Right? Whatever. Like, if what are they trying to do? Get everyone scared of fake global warming? You're not scared of fake. You're not scared of global warming. You're not scared of real global warming. Right. They're not just going to keep doing that. They'll come up with something else. Right. You know? But yet the hurricanes keep happening. Hmm. The lovers. The lovers. What do you think? Uh, well, I definitely think that the the angel in the background is is what we're meant to focus more on here than the two lovers themselves. Okay. All right. Honestly, I don't know what to make of it. So I was thinking, I had two. One, I see the mountain there in the Rider Waite Smith deck. Looks like a big old wave. I was sort of thinking of the resonance harmony between harp and the Aurora Electrojet. Uh-huh. You know, two things, you know, harmonize. But that's not really, you know what the lovers are? What's that? Conspiracy theorists and debunkers. Yeah. They need each other. They do. They fucking need each other. They're nothing without each other. They're nothing without each other. Yeah. And they drive each other insane. They're like a codependent fucking abusive relationship. Yes. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. And I think there's a, I don't know. I think there's a lot to learn from how shit that in like that 1995 broadcast, how it was treated. Right. Like it's like. Well, it's at this point, you know, if Harp has something on their website about like in the FAQ. Does harp mind control people? If they put something there, it's suspicious. If they don't put something there, it's suspicious. Like they're if they're either hiding something. Or- I mean, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't even put it in there. Oh yeah, that's the best way to play it. But like to say, neuroscience is a complex medical handled by medical professionals. Like what? Literally, what in God's name are you doing? Yeah. Do not be that pedantic with conspiracy theorists. It only makes us angry. Right. <sighs> like. Don't like being talked down to. Honestly, I think that's what creates all conspiracy theory. Oh, it's true. Being talked down to. Mm. Don't do it. It's not right. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a fun little episode to do. I learned more about Harp. Yeah. Not really know what it was. Yeah. Learned Auroral. And you learned about Jesse the Body Ventura. Ventura. That's true. Yeah. I sure did. (laughs) God damn it. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being you in this mean old world. Uh, if you like what we do and you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nonsense bizarre. Only $5 a month, you get access to bonus episodes. And uh, they're fun. They're a lot of fun. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Just find us. You'll, you'll All that jazz. Yeah. A beep bop, a skiddly doo bop. I'm going to beep bop, skiddly doo dop the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to beep bop, skiddly doo bop to bed. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Take care. Be Take well. Take care. We love you. Bye.